Good morning. Great to be here with you today. My name is Andy, I'm the lead pastor here at High Point. And as you've already heard once before, maybe even twice before, if it's your first time, we're thrilled to have you here today. Uh, guys, turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel's in the Old Testament. If you haven't done much reading out of the book of Daniel, uh, go ahead. You can, you can turn there right now. And as we do, I'm going to rewind the clock on us for about 75 years and share a little bit of a story that I think is going to speak to us today. October 14th, 1947, there was a pilot by the name of Chuck Yeager. And uh, he was in a, in a, well, he was in an experimental plane that was attached to the bottom of a bomber. In fact, it was a B-29 that took off. And that B-29 with experimental plane attached to the belly, uh, it rose to about 25,000 feet where it then released uh, the pilot Chuck Yeager uh, in this experimental plane and, and they lit the rocket and his experimental plane took off and, and went to about 49,000 feet. And all of this was done in an attempt to try to break the sound barrier for the first time in history. You can read uh, commentaries or you can literally read Chuck's firsthand account of his plane approaching Mach 1 and the plane was shaking violently. Uh, he thought he literally was going to die. He described it as thinking, I'm going to disintegrate. And he's piloting this plane. His vision starts to go blurry. Uh, he, he's getting nauseous. He thinks he's going to pass out. And then this crazy thing happens as he approaches 0.965, then 0.995, and then Mach 1. He says he hears a sonic boom. Boom! As he's flying at about 49,000 feet. And all the shaking that was happening and all the nausea that was happening and the blurriness that was happening, he said it, it, it stopped. And as he broke through the sound barrier, he described it as flying on a sea of glass. It just became instantly smooth. It's an incredible story. Obviously, we didn't know that this was going to be the case before we had broken through the sound barrier. But there was so much resistance and so much shaking and so much obstacle just to get there and just to break through onto the and into the other side. The parallel to us spiritually is one that we cannot miss. We're in a series called I Need a Miracle. And I want you to catch, not, not, not in a physical sense, but a spiritual sense, that many times there is a shaking, there is an obstacle, there is a tension that we have to work through, that we have to break through, that we do not see with the naked eye, that we don't see in the, outside of the spirit. It's invisible. There's a barrier that we have to break through. I'm going to explain that to us, and we're going to teach a bit about that literally this morning in Daniel chapter 10. Here's a question for you today, uh, just to, to resonate with you as we get into the text. Is it possible there are things that you don't see, spiritual barriers that are affecting you in ways that you don't realize? Are spiritual barriers for you? Are there barriers impacting your ability to experience God? and his power. What's getting in the way that you don't see? Okay, 
If you've got a Bible, I hope you're in Daniel chapter 10. We're going to read a, an account. It's one of the, uh, it's, there's not many accounts like this in the Bible. Uh, it's exciting, it's fascinating, and it's going to leave you with some questions today. And that's okay. Daniel chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. So to paraphrase what's happening in Daniel chapter 10, here's what's happening. Uh, Daniel, he receives a revelation about an upcoming and impending war. He's gripped and he's grieved by it and he begins to pray and he begins to fast. And as he does so, God reveals his glory to Daniel and sends an angel and the angel tells Daniel that the minute you opened your mouth, that your lips opened and you began to pray, he was dispatched to bring answers, to bring the truth, to bring clarity, the very thing that Daniel was asking for. God had released this angel to bring to him. But the angel says he was detained for 21 days in a, in a you know, a, a Mortal combat style finish him type battle with another angel, another principality, a demonic force that had been assigned to Persia. This is the kind of stuff that you see in movies, right? This makes for great entertainment, but you may not realize that this is in the Bible. And what we get is a glimpse when the curtains are opened for you and I to see what is happening in the invisible realm when we pray. If you want to experience God's power, if you need to experience the miraculous power of God in your life, you need to understand that you have an enemy who hates your guts and is doing every single thing he can to thwart the fruitfulness and effectiveness and power of your prayers. And he does so by engaging in spiritual warfare and battle with other angelic beings. A battle is being fought in the heavenlies every single time you open your mouth and pray. Don't you forget it. It's easy in 2020. It's easy as Americans, it's easy as Westerners to think for us that prayer is almost this little therapeutic thing that we do as Christians to make ourselves feel better or to check it off on the list, that somehow we've prayed, oh, I've got a little load off, I have peace now, and while that, that is true, when you pray, you experience God's peace, that, that, that is a fact. But one of the reasons you experience peace is because you are pressing into the invisible, that there is a spiritual battle taking place, and you experience peace as the enemy is pushed back in your life. Don't forget it. When you open your mouth to pray, you are engaging in heavenly battles. Daniel chapter 10 reminds us to be persistent in prayer. Daniel is literally praying for 21 days. It's not a coincidence that that is the exact same amount of time that the battle is taking place in the heavenlies. 
What if Daniel had stopped praying after five days or five minutes, as is often our case? You know, if you're like me, I, I microwaved my breakfast this morning. I realize that, that, that's not good, right? You know, there was a little microwavable sandwich that I had, and, and it, you know, it was a little sausage, egg, and cheese, and I heated it up in the microwave. It was delicious. It tasted wonderful. And it took about a minute, right, for me to have all the things that my heart desires for breakfast, right? We're used to, to getting what we want and what we need with the snap of a finger, And so this idea of becoming persistent in our prayer life, persistent in in, in how we approach the throne room of heaven, it doesn't come naturally to us. Yet I believe God in this hour, especially right now in 2020, he is teaching the church what it looks like to become persistent again, persistent in prayer, persistent in seeking him, not quitting, not giving up, continuing to run after God's presence and his spiritual boom, right? The, 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 the Mach 1 moment that you and I both need. We're not talking about breaking through the sound barrier like we did at the beginning of the message, but we need to break through the spiritual barrier. And many times we just don't hang in long enough to really experience breaking through the barrier. It took Daniel 21 days of prayer and the answer finally came. What about for you? How long will you hang in there until you lay hold of the breakthrough that you are asking God to bring? If you're like me, the tendency is after a few days, you know, it kind of moves down on the prayer list. But this is an hour and a moment for us to continue seeking, asking, and knocking for God to move. Ephesians chapter 6 says it like this. Paul, the writer in the New Testament, he says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Do you know this morning that the devil is scheming against you? He's not just scheming against you. He's scheming literally against our church. He's scheming against communities and cities. And there are literally, the the devil literally has assigned different angels to different cities and countries. We see that in Daniel chapter 10. He's smart. Thank God that we serve a God who's smarter and who's a lot stronger. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But it is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. You see, it's so easy to get caught up thinking that our battles are with people, but they are not with people. Your offenses are not with people. There is a fight, yes, a fight, and that fight is taking place in the invisible realm, the heavenly realms, and you and I, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you have made a decision to follow him, you have been enlisted in this battle. 
You do not have the choice to somehow sit it out. You're in it whether you realize it or not. And if you're not engaged, if you're sitting on the sidelines, well, then you have been, you have been sidelined exactly as the devil's scheming little plans would have you sit. He's got you right where he wants you. But if you understand that when you pray, you are doing battle in the heavenlies, that you, when you are praying, that your prayers matter, that when you pray, God is dispatching, right, his power, his grace, and his angelic uh, strength to assist you, to move on your behalf. Well, that changes how we pray. It changes how we live our lives. It also changes how we engage and participate in a church. So you're on the offensive. See, many of us, we we grow up going to church and, you know, you clock in for your hour and an hour and a half and you're dismissed. The church has has never been about coming, sitting, and being dismissed. The church has been about coming together, worshiping, and being sent. And I am here to remind you as we are a people who need God's miraculous power right now. We are not a church that is getting dismissed at the end of service today. We are a church, whether you're watching online, in the moment, live, or at another point in time, we are a church that is being sent. And we are sent to make disciples and see God's kingdom come and God's will established on this earth. That is what we are called to do. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a battle that you have been enlisted in. Somebody stand up in your living room and say amen. This is something to get excited about. It's also something that is difficult. And that is why my call for you today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to be refreshed and to be strengthened Because we can run out of gas if we are not continually seeking God's presence. If you're having to wait, if you're having to press in, and there are battles that you don't know about, battles that you don't see, battles that you'll never know about that are lasting 21 days or 30 days or 90 days or a year. You have to have the perseverance and endurance to continue pursuing and seeking God in this moment. See, there's a battle taking place in the heavenlies, and every single time you open your mouth, you participate in it. Every single time you pray, you engage in a spiritual battle. Let me also say this. Every time you open your mouth in worship, and every time you open your mouth in praise, you are engaging not just in a happy moment, or a sing-along moment, or a tearful, reflective moment. No, you are also doing battle in the spiritual realm. Daniel prayed for clarity. That's what he was praying for. Simply to understand. God, there's this revelation I've had about this coming war and I need to understand it. That's what he's praying for and his prayer was, the fruit of that prayer was detained for 21 days. What about you? Praying for healing. Many of you have been praying for healing. I've prayed for healing. 
Is it possible that you haven't experienced the desires of your heart because there is a, a detaining that's happening, a battle that requires our perseverance? What if it's not healing? What if it's you praying for your church? What if it's you praying for our country right now? Do you think that, that possibly there is a spiritual battle happening over our nation right now and the saints, brothers and sisters, need to pray with faith, understanding that when they are praying, they're doing battle in the heavenlies. Don't think for a second that all the offenses and all of the pains and hurts are simply happenstance. There is a spiritual war for people's hearts taking place right now about when you pray for someone to come to faith? Put it, their faith in Jesus. Don't you know there's a battle that's taking place? Even you praying for that new job, right? If it's God's will and you're going to use that increase to bless the kingdom and, and to facilitate what God, God's doing on the earth, you better believe there's going to be resistance, there's going to be a fight. So brace yourself. Understand that this is the call to every man and every woman who has put their faith in Christ. Here's what I want you to know. Three things today. Number one, when you pray, you're in a battle. Number two, pray and don't quit praying. And number three, pray again for that thing that maybe you've given up on. So let me, let me hit these three things one more time. I want you to know today that when you pray, you're in a battle. Secondly, I want you to know that when you pray, you're going to have to pray and keep on praying. There is a persistence that we have to have and grow in when we pray. And that means that there might be some things in your life that you've given up on too quickly. What if Daniel had stopped praying at, at day 10, at day 5, at day 20? Would he have missed what was happening? The, the, the news that this angel had to bring to him, would it have been missed? Would his heart been in a different place? Would he have been too busy to, to see and hear what God was trying to do in that moment? But instead, he hung in with persistence. For you and I, there might be things in your life you prayed for for a few days and then you stopped praying about because you just didn't get the answer that you thought you, you needed in the time frame that you hoped you'd get it. Well, maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe God in his infinite wisdom is teaching you persistence and maybe also there are battles that are being fought in the heavenlies. So don't quit. Revisit that thing. Bring that thing back out, dust it off, and begin to pray again. Let your faith be renewed. Understand who you are as a man or a woman, a son and daughter in God's house and in God's kingdom. When I grew up going to church, there was a song that we would sing, you know, about being in the Lord's army, and all the kids had different motions and things like that. I may never, you know, maybe you know the song, right? It's a little bit cheesy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Except that it's true. Except that it's true. You, the amount of imagery in the New Testament to that of Christ and, and, and soldiers is difficult to dismiss. You and I have been enlisted in a heavenly battle. 
And so Paul writes again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. He says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What do we do today? We rejoice, we pray, and we give thanks. And this is how we fight our heavenly battles. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you in this moment. Lord, for giving us clarity for for what we see in Daniel chapter 10. We see spiritual warfare in a different lens. God, we, we, we see Daniel breaking through as he's persistently seeking you and persistently praying and persistently in a posture to receive from you. Lord, he experiences that, that spiritual boom breaking through. And God, that is what we are after as well. We want to see breakthrough, not only in our lives, not only in our church, but also, God, in our country. Lord, we renew our steadfast spirit of seeking you. God, of praying and asking and believing and trusting. Lord, there is no one like you. There is nothing that you can't do. And we recognize there is a lot happening in the spiritual realm that we do not see with our naked eyes. And God, today by faith, we choose to trust that you are working on our behalf. Lord, far be it from us to quit. God, we are persistently pursuing you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the one who vanquished death and rose again on the third day. Lord, that is who our faith is in. Fully holy today. Amen. God is good and he is faithful and he's working on your behalf. Don't quit praying. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and give thanks in every circumstance. When you pray, when you rejoice, when you give thanks, you're changing the world whether you see it or not. Let's do that this week.